I also learned I don't do voice memos like ever, but I did one when I was in Zurich with Ethan in 2019, just because I wanted to remember the park sounds and then I forgot about it. So please listen to 10 seconds of park sounds first. Hello and welcome to Take a Moment, a Bachelor podcast. For Paulina's friends, I'm Annalise. And for Annalise's friends, I'm Paulina. Paulina, how are we already at hometowns? I don't know. And you know how I feel like you and I have similar thoughts about hometowns, which is that it's generally underwhelming. Yeah, I usually hate hometowns. Like my least favorite episode of the season, but I'm kind of excited about it this season. I feel like this season they have teed up enough family members that I'm really excited to meet everybody. I feel like you know, in previous seasons, everybody's been like, kind of like what Sean was saying this mm-hmm. episode, where he's like, oh, I'd love for you to meet my family. It'll help explain a lot about who I am. And then it never does. But we've yeah. got such interesting family stories with Joey, whose dad came out as gay when he was like a teenager, I think, or younger, mm-hmm. maybe. We've yeah. got um, Doughton, who um, his family came to the United States through the immigration lottery system. And we've got Xavier, whose mom has MS. So, you know, all of these really different, unique stories, most of which we haven't seen on the show before either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I am remarkably excited for hometowns. And I'm worried about it. I it worries when I get excited for things that normally disappoint <laughs> me. I feel like I'm setting myself up for I feel sadness. like However, I agree with you. I feel like normally we do get excited about things just to be sad later. However, this season, this season feels different. It does feel different. We've been like treading cautiously every week being like, can they sustain this? Can, is this good? And so far. (laughs) We have every, every week doubted that they would be able to continue this. (laughs) What did you think of, uh, what did you think of this week's episode? I liked this week's episode. I told you it took me a while to watch it because I kept trying to do my assignment and watch it at the same time and then I realized I was like oh I just missed a whole day like yeah but it was good I don't think it was like as fun as the last couple weeks but it wasn't it was a good episode it was a solid episode it had what it needed it was just like we're at the point of the season but there's like not really drama we can get yeah but we're also like not far enough in the season that like we have just like the couples we're like rooting for and like waiting for their love story we're like in that weird limbo period Yep, I agree. I feel like the week before hometowns is usually just not super fun because it's a lot of people getting getting their hopes built up so high and then just getting them absolutely crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I think it was a good episode, not quite as fun as the previous episodes, but still still a good time. Um, was the what was the activity for this group date? I think it was just like sit and talk right that that's when I, I was like I kept rewinding I was like what am I and then I kept going back to doing my assignment or whatever and I was, I was like am I missing an activity or was the date just here's a formal meeting place yeah I think the the date was just here's the address show up like do you think they cut out an actual event or do you think they legit were just like we don't feel like planning another date that is a really good question um I have, I'm like very curious about the structure of this week's dates because it didn't make sense to have 
a one-on-one, a two-on-one where neither person gets a rose, a Mm one-on-one, and then a group date. So originally, was that other group date also going to be a two-on-one with Aaron and Xavier? Like, what, what, why was it, why was it the way that it was? Do you think it was supposed to be another one-on-one? Hmm, interesting. I feel like usually some at least one person gets sent home before the end of the week during the week before hometowns whether it's you know pilot pete sent home natasha during Mm -hmm. their first one-on-one date which was the week before hometowns um hannah b did the same thing with uh mike johnson during their one-on-one it usually happens during a date but um i think connor connor s also mm-hmm. went to Hannah B's room and she sent him home around that same time. So I think maybe they might have anticipated somebody would leave, but like none of it, even then, like three one-on-ones and a two-on-one, like does that make sense either? Maybe I'm just a two-on-one hater, but. And you should be a two-on-one hater. You should be a two-on-one hater. Especially this two-on-one because there was no tension or drama between Tanner and Sean. Like Tanner was way too mellow and good natured for that date. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was too late in the season for it to be like somebody who's just happy to be here and excited about charity versus somebody who's pissed off that they're getting a two-on-one instead of a one-on-one because you can't even get the, the satisfaction of the heart or the heartbreak of whichever one gets the rose at the end. Yeah. It was just, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. To get back to your earlier question, though, was there an activity that just got canceled? I guess it's possible that there might have been, like, inclement weather that prevented an actual date, but maybe maybe they blew the whole budget on uh, Captain Tom and his boat adventure. (laughs) I hope so. Um. Yeah, I guess let's get into it because we've kind of we've teased a few of the dates already. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, listeners. Yeah, sorry. Um, we start off the week in New Orleans. Very, very excited to be here. It's such a cool city, and you know, I think it makes a good a good backdrop for bachelor dates in particular. Um, the guys are sitting at they're sitting at a cafe called Cafe Beignet. And they're all drinking orange juice. There are no beignets in sight. Number one, why are they not at Cafe du Monde? Number two, why are they at a restaurant called Cafe Beignet with no beignets in sight? This was the one of the most confusing parts of this episode. Like, legitimately, I am. You have one job in New Orleans, and it's beignets. I'm legitimately confused why there were no beignets. I think Game of Roses talked about that this week too. I think they did. I think that's part of why I'm so heated. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I also noticed that when I watched it, I said, with all of my rewinding, I was was like, where is the beignet? Cafe beignet. I'm missing it. And I want to look at it so I can be sad that I don't have one. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. part of my coping mechanism. When did you last go to New Orleans? Oh, I was lost. I think it was probably 2018 oh nice so pretty recently I went for New Year's with my family and a really close like family friend and I remember it obviously because New Orleans is fun 
I was like too young to like drink really, but it was getting to walk down Bourbon Street like after midnight and stuff to get back to our hotel. And some man walked like drunkenly walked up to my car. I was like, Beyonce, Beyonce, is that you? And she doesn't look like Beyonce at all. But it was just such a nice ego boost for her that we ended up like anytime I see her, I'm like, Beyonce. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like a great, a great New Year's trip too. It was fun, even like as someone who like wasn't drinking at the time like right. it was just like a fun vibe yeah no that's awesome um I've been once it was in 10th grade for our course uh winter trip so similar vibe in that I could not drink but uh just you know it's a really cool place and of course like everybody goes to Cafe Du Monde and you're like is this going to be good? Is this going to be overhyped? Am I going to like this? And, you know, the beignets are amazing. So I think appropriately hyped, in my opinion. It is appropriately hyped. I was excited to see that we're back in New Orleans. Like, like we haven't been, had a New Orleans date in like in a minute. Yeah, I like I legitimately think it might have been Nick Vial, which aired in um, early 2017. So like six years. New Orleans is also like a fun vibe in general, just because you've got the little like I love anything that you can get like tarot readers and palm readers and stuff like that. And like New Orleans is just all about that sort of scene. Yep, exactly. We get a little bit of that uh, on the first one-on-one, which is Joey. He gets the tour around the city date, which honestly clutch. I would love this date. Um, They visit all the big stops. Like they drive by, is it a church, the big building right in the center Mm -hmm. of the city? um they go down bourbon street they um wind up talking to a like on the spot poetry writer thing Mm -hmm. um the biggest thing that I took away from that was his hair he had such healthy looking curls Mm -hmm. you did have nice have you ever done one of those um like on the spot poetry things no have you there is a bar here in Orlando that has his name's Paul he does Paul's poems and he sits right in front of the entrance to the speakeasy and you can like just tell him a couple words he'll write you a little poem oh that's so cool we we did it for Valeria's 21st birthday and I think I don't remember where she put her poem but it they're fun and I've I liked that idea and we used to have one at like summer camp and stuff too for our Mardi Gras day actually Oh, no way. Oh, I didn't even put that together till this <laughs> Yeah, we did like a, we'd have like a Mardi Gras dance and we'd have someone dress up and like read your palm and some would like write you little poems and things. It was cute. That is cute. I love that. Yeah, apparently there's, uh, there is one of, at least one guy who does poems like that in DC, but I have not encountered him yet. But it looked really cool and really fun. I liked that they kind of got to share their feelings. Um. Did anything about their daytime activity stand out to you? Uh, mostly just like watching the way they like look at each other at, while they're on the little carriage is so cute and so sweet. Their like daytime portion was just like good vibes all around. Like there wasn't any like big moments. It was just like nice to see them having fun and like being relaxed. Yep, absolutely. Um, I agree. I think the big the big takeaways definitely happened during the evening portion. I was glad. I'm sure that Charity is not the first lead to bring up this conversation, but I was really glad that they kept in the final edit, the fact that she asked Joey, you know, 
what do you think about being in an interracial relationship? Because it's something that has affected me in the past. And, you know, I just want to know how you plan to tackle it in the future. And I thought he gave a pretty good and honest answer of it's not something Mm -hmm. I've experienced before, but I'm, you know, willing, ready and eager to learn. Yeah, I think that was a good way of approaching it, being like, I'm going to be honest. I don't know, but I'm hopeful. Yeah, it's not here promising the sun and the moon when he can't deliver that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Sweet Um, Joey. Sweet Joey. They just, they seem, he seems extremely genuine and sincere. She seems very smitten with him um I still don't think he wins I think he's really getting a bachelor edit yeah I think so too he has a nice bachelor edit his bed I thought it was very sweet when um Charity cries happy tears for the first time this season too as a result of her conversation with Joey Mm -hmm. um and you know obviously he tells her that he's falling in love with her which is a big a big step in every bachelor relationship Mm-hmm. and he gets the rose so we're gonna meet joey's family i'm excited to meet joey's family i'm excited I'm, to see who raised the sweet sweet man right like how many sisters does he have <laughs> important question i think at least two i would i would guess two anything else from joey's date that you wanted to talk about yeah, again, Joey just gives good vibes. I feel like we never have a whole lot to say about him, except that we like seeing him on the screen. I want to see him again. Yeah, me too. I concur wholeheartedly. Um, we next get the date card for the two-on-one, which is going to be Sean and Tanner. Sean is pissed about this. He wants a one-on-one before Hometowns. It's It's giving, I have watched the show before and I know this isn't going to end well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanner is just like excited to spend more time with her, which in my opinion also gives, I have watched the show before. I know I'm not going to hometowns, so I might as well get a good edit out of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that this was a fun little two-on-one. It was kind of reminiscent of the, the Nick Vial, Corinne and Taylor Nolan two-on-one in the Bayou, but a little bit less, a little bit less creepy, definitely less voodoo. Um, which I feel like is, you know, reflective of the fact that we're now in 2023. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good way of putting it. was like, it did seem like a fun date. I loved the little cater boat mm-hmm. and just them getting to like joke around. Sean is trying so incredibly hard this whole date. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sir, you know, it's not you. Yeah. You know when you get chosen for a two-on-one, they do not see their future with you. Correct, yeah. Producers do not see futures with you. You are not going to be the next Bachelor. You, you have no chance. You, we will see you in paradise. Yeah, yeah. Milk it for all you can so that you end up first group in paradise. But, but like, you know it's not you. Don't, don't lie. Yeah. And he was trying so hard just to be the one that would make it past the two-on-one. And, and it hurt. It yeah. hurt my soul. It hurt my soul. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit painful to watch at times. Um, contrast that with Tanner, who's just happy to be there the whole time. And 
you know, talking about like, yeah, you know, she seems into Sean, but I'm hoping that, you know, I can make an impact too. Like just, I, like Tanner has really sold himself to me these last two episodes. Like he seems like a, a good genuine guy. And he's just like, yeah, Sean's more vocal than I am. That makes me a little worried, but like, what can you do? That's just who we are. I'm not going to pretend to be someone else. Yep. He's got a good edit. Uh, I think it was last week Charity said that like, he's always checking in on her. Like he, and Rick, we haven't seen that, but like, okay, if you say so. (laughs) And now she's like, will he be able to open up? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen him at all. (laughs) Probably not. Because not many people want to open up on a two-on-one exactly yeah uh lots of good gators lots of big gators too yeah big gator gal over here (laughs) it's in your florida blood (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, which is why i was concerned that sean was like scared by the gator at random points i was like you are from florida yeah he's in tampa they've got gators there too i was like isn't his dad like a politician here in florida like oh is he i think so I think you're uh, right now that you're saying it. Yes, he is a politician. Bachelorette star, Sean McLaughlin's politician father, Stephen, accused of sexual harassment years before son's TV debut is the headline I found. That tracks. Nice. Let me guess uh, which party he was uh, representing. The color it's is the red. One... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's the one where everybody gets accused of sexual harassment, not just some uh, of the people. Because he was saying that he's like, I'd love to take you back to New York. I was like, aren't you from Tampa? But his dad is former Republican member of the New York State Assembly and the current county executive of Renasser County, New York. Interesting. Huh. I feel like it usually goes the other way. You move from New York to Tampa. Yeah. So I guess Sean has made that move, but his family has not. Interesting. Okay. Because he's like a golf is he in golf or finance? He's in finance. He just likes golf. Okay, okay. Um, Interesting. But the then phone why... conversation of his dad was leaked on Times Union. Oof. That sounds messy. This is messy. This is not important to our Bachelor story, but it was a fun rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. I think also if you have a dad with a checkered past like that they don't really want you to make it to hometowns or do they or do they fair point or do they yeah maybe that's why they were pushing him so much on that barbie date Mm, yeah we could get think of all the publicity we're gonna get when people realize who sean's dad is that is a good point i didn't even think about that excellent point though to release um, things that happened in 2016. Oh, that's not even that long ago. Exactly. That was like right in the heat of Me Too. Or no, Me Too was 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, 2018. Okay. So that was like early Trump era where we were starting to uh think about things like Me Too, but I guess pre pre-getting Me Too mm-hmm. formally. I think the only other part of the daytime portion of the date that stood out to me was Charity's in her interview and Sean tells her that they're going to go or he's going to go. I was like, is Sean quitting the show right now? Like (laughs) what's happening? But I guess they were, you know, they 
they don't eat during the dinner date portions of any of the dates they eat like in between the day portion and the night portion so maybe they were just leaving to grab food yeah I think it was just the like them leaving to get ready for the second portion of the date and they're oh like we just normally don't get to see that transition yeah yeah because it's for like ITMs but yeah it was sweet that he said goodbye to her but I was just like where narratively how does this work yeah um and Charity looks like she's like oh that was so sweet yeah sweet why is he sweet (laughs) I think she want I think she was thinking of sending him home before then she's like can I do that yeah when he's being this nice right so during the the dinner portion we get little clips of each respective conversation between Charity and Tanner, Sean and Tanner, we get the sweet moment where Charity and Tanner are kind of sitting far apart and Tanner's like, let me move my chair in closer. And she's like, yes, please do. You're far away. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the evening, she decides that she can't give out the rose. She can't decide between the two of them. So she's going to have them join the group date at the end of the week. Do you think she was leaning one way or the other going into the two-on-one? Do you think that the two-on-one actually changed her mind at all? I think she was leaning towards keeping Tanner and sending Sean home. Do you think Tanner was going to get a rose or just get to stay until the group date? I think just stay until the group date. I think, like, she's just not as into either of them as she is the other guys that she has remaining I think looking at the math of it the only way it would have made sense for her to continue this week's episode was to not give out a rose at this date Mm -hmm. right if she sends them both home there's three guys left three roses left so there's no suspense anymore if she sends Sean home and keeps Tanner until the group date you know, who's she going to pick? The guy who hasn't had a one-on-one or the guy she had the first one-on-one of the season with and the guy she had a really good one-on-one with the previous week. Like, at least giving the illusion that both of them are going to be on that group date, I think narratively works better. So I wouldn't be surprised if she told producers who her final four was and they just kind of organized things in a way that kind of built up suspense when there wasn't any that makes sense honestly it's what makes the most sense the logistics of how this week worked were very strange yeah very confusing um I do like Tanner though um I don't think Sean is like a terrible guy by any means but Tanner just really seems very sincere so you made a you made a good call with him I liked him and I I agree I don't think Sean comes off as like a bad person or like a bad partner or anything it's just um he's a man from Tampa Florida so I can only say so much you know (laughs) exactly yeah um we next get a one-on-one with Doughton I freaking love Doughton I've never seen somebody so excited to be told that they're running miles and miles and miles as a form of a date they do producers like Doughton they gave him two no. dates back to back. One was to jump from a high building, scary. The second was to run. 
Did you see the thing on Twitter that was like, Dotton must either be held hostage or absolutely in love with charity because no way are you going to make me bungee jump and then run a marathon in the name of love. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? (laughs) We we were complaining that Xavier got lame dates. Look at what they're doing to poor Dotton. Right. I would argue that this is worse. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, cool. You had like a little market thing. No, I had to run a marathon in a tutu. <laughs> I and do. And they showed my time like it was nothing. <laughs> I do appreciate that, like, they didn't actually run. They like trotted a little bit and then like got a beer and hung out with people and like took a shot. Like, it was very much giving like fun run rather than actual marathon, but still it's the principle of the matter. Yeah. And they called it a fun run often and Charity said herself, she's like, I'm focusing on the fun because I don't run. Honestly, in that moment, Charity was my, my spirit bachelor character. She was my MVP. She was my, the best person I knew in that entire episode. As soon as she said those words, I was like, yeah, it's Charity. It's always (laughs) always been Charity. I loved her Barbie core workout set too. She had the hot pink mm-hmm. before she put on the Mardi Gras tutu. Yeah, she is so cute. But yeah, I, I don't know if they liked Don anymore. I thought they did, but no, I think it's mean. I think they hate him actually. <laughs> like you're too good. We need to make you complain about something. He just won't do yeah. it. That's that's definitely it. He's just too easygoing and too content so they're trying to break him and make him crack good luck producers true yeah this man cannot be phased um I do think that so uh Colton's season Tasha had to do the um bungee jumping date when they were in I think Thailand maybe Mm -hmm. and then she was like I'm gonna get back at Colton with my hometown date and she made them go skydiving I do not (laughs) anticipate Dotton doing that (laughs) I I forgot she did that it was pretty funny um but yeah don't think Dotton will have the same vindictiveness (laughs) no he won't blame Charity for it he'll be like wow what a great shared experience we got to have together he's gonna remember that old mandate to ask what the secret to a long relationship was and he just went yes dear yep (laughs) um their dinner portion I feel like wasn't super eventful but just they like the way that they interact with each other it's as if they've known each other for so much longer than just you know four or five weeks yeah I mean the dinner portion is where he says that he's falling for isn't it yeah, he does say he's falling in love with her. And um, something Game of Roses pointed out, Joey says it after he gets the rose. Dotton says it before he gets the rose. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody else is keeping track of that besides us in Game <laughs> of Roses. But um, yeah, and Charity's reaction is just like... She's, she's just giddy. She's yeah. over the moon. Yeah, she's so excited. And she was very, very happy when... Joey said that he was falling in love with her but with mm-hmm. Dot in my opinion it was just like a whole nother level it was a whole nother level and I don't know it, I don't know how you can watch this episode and not think it's Don. yeah I agree I think that's kind of the general consensus among the unspoiled fandom is you know there's a very obvious front runner and it's Don. Mm-hmm. 
not mad about it. He seems great. They seem very smitten with each other. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I like it. They just looked so good together too during the evening portion. Their outfits Mm -hmm. were kind of coordinated. They both had, you know, black. He had gold. I think she had some sparkles and they just looked, you know, really good together. No, they're just a good couple. They, I think they match each other's energy well. And she just like looks thrilled to be with him at all times. Yep, absolutely. Anything else we can really say besides we're rooting for them? No, I think that's been our problem with them is that we can't say more things. We can just say that we love them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So we get the group date card and it's everybody except Joey and Dotton, who's on his one-on-one. So Sean, Tanner, Xavier, and Aaron. Um, Sean takes great offense to being given more time to hang out with Charity. Like, yes. I just, I feel like once you are on the two-on-one and she says that she'll see you later and nobody's getting the rose, like, that's what that means. And you should be excited to go on a group date but instead Sean just marches himself over to Charity's room and just kind of like complains a bit I feel like that he's gotten no validation because she doesn't like you yeah (laughs) what are you surprised about how are you gonna be like I've received no validation I keep showing up you have no other option (laughs) and you haven't received validation because she has none to give you. She doesn't care. <laughs> I also love when he's like, I'm like totally in the process of falling in love with you. Like, sir, either say you're falling in love with her or say like you really like her and want to see where this connection goes. Don't throw in some consultant speak. Mm-hmm. It was a very bizarre interaction where it felt like he was kind of like demanding a rose from her not Mm -hmm. literally but that was kind of the vibe it gave off but like what else was he he went there thinking I will have this conversation and she'll be like no it's you did he though like what was I just I don't understand what he was thinking here I think he genuinely thought she was gonna give him more yeah you're right here you go interesting so he's not very bright is what I take away from that (laughs) He's a man that lives in Tampa, Florida. Like, I don't understand what we were not getting. True. You're right. You're right. Um, I think Charity, just like the fact that she will not look at him during half of this conversation too. And he just like keeps going and going and digging and digging. I, I respected her commitment to not giving him validation he did not deserve. Yeah, it was. She didn't look at him. She's not sad about it. No tears shed. Not a single tear shed. I also appreciate that Charity is, like, not letting these guys make her feel bad for the decisions that she's making. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like Brayden coming back to talk to her and kind of apologize and try to say, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. I thought her response of, I know I didn't, was perfect. I thought that her the way that she navigated this conversation with Sean, she's very clear and direct and, you know, didn't try to make him feel worse, but also didn't let his disappointment 
affect her judgment. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so cool to see her. Yeah. You kind know, of stand her ground, this. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Standing her ground. Exactly. Anything else that you wanted to cover with the Sean conversation? No, it was just weird. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. Very uncomfy. I agree. From there, we get a three-on-one group date, which, as we discussed up top, there is no actual activity. It just looks like they're maybe in the Queer Eye New Orleans house to talk to each other for a bit. I just, like, refuse to believe that they have no real date. I don't know, man. Maybe they had... Like, they couldn't even... They couldn't get, like, a band to come or... Right, they couldn't even walk around the French Quarter and do the um the procession like Nick and Rachel did on his season. Like, there are so many things they could have done, and you're telling me the best date you could think of was no date at all. Yeah, I... And they've been doing good all season. What was this? Right, this was the only group date where I was like, what I is won't even. I won't even call this a group date. It doesn't deserve that title. There was no date. This was just group you know what, though? It was very reminiscent of um, Ari's season, the last group date in Italy, where they just show up at a vineyard and they all talk. They, like, drink red wine and talk. And that was the date. At least there was wine. And at least they were in a vineyard in a country known for wine. This was just a house. Like, go to a museum or something. They have those there. I don't like I know that's not the point that we should be talking about with this episode but it is the thing that brought me the most first you go to cafe beignet you don't eat beignets Mm -hmm. you're starting off weird now you've got a group date that doesn't really make sense why you're having a group date anyway with no date portion yeah it's not like she gives out a group date rose it's just like it's a level of this was a cocktail party this was a cocktail party you're right (laughs) it like it's a level of sloppiness and a lack of attention to detail that we just haven't seen on this season as of yet so it really Mm -hmm. stood out like any other season we probably would have been like all right that's kind of weird but we've come to expect such good stuff from the show this season that that made it all the more off-putting you know yeah it was just so the group date cocktail party (laughs) did we get anything really from it I feel like my only takeaway was that Xavier isn't sure that he wants to marry Charity which is a very normal response for somebody you've known for a month but is not something that you can usually vocalize when you're on the show and yet somehow somehow he once again threads this needle and walks away with a rose I feel like the way he worded it made it so concerning though so yeah. like, I can't see myself with one person for the rest of my life sir what <laughs> then why are you here what did you what did you think we were doing He's like, but I do want to get engaged and be married one day. I said, oh, you, the words aren't making sense anymore. Yeah. This man has no chance of winning with the words he's, you you remind her of her ex. Right. You say dumb things like this. Mm -hmm. 
right? For just because you're good at knitting a blanket does not make it okay. A guy who's getting his PhD in biochem is incredibly intelligent and he's just doing dumb shit here. It like, just, why it are you telling fun. her these things? I get on the one. I want to. I want to be honest with her. Yep. Honest about what? Right. Like, where there's a difference. You know, it's like the Taylor lyric, "So casually cruel in the name of being honest." Like, there's a difference between being honest and transparent about where you are emotionally, where you are mentally, where you are in the relationship, and just saying things knowing that they're going to hurt the other person's feelings Mm -hmm. like there doesn't seem to be a clear resolution here except just he needs more time and you know I hope that he figures his shit out because I think that he does seem like a really good guy a really good person um but yeah, definitely came out of left field that he was like, actually, I don't know if I can get engaged or married to one person forever, but I would Certainly. like to. Like what? You could have said that on your one-on-one. Why are you yeah. saying this before home touch? It's like he's trying to get out of this. Interesting. What do you think changed, made him change his mind from last week to this week? Probably that he was stuck in the house with Aaron and Sean too long. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't do this. <laughs> I need to leave. Well, lucky for you, Xavier. Yeah, I blame those two. I blame those two specifically. Luckily for him, he never has to see them again until if he gets eliminated at a certain point. Until the men tell all, but once they get past hometowns, they usually don't have to live with each other anymore. True, true. Unless they're pulling a weird fantasy suite thing again. They will never. They now that they're out of. Oh wait, no, but they did. They mm-hmm. did with Susie. <sighs> those damn producers I hate when they do that it just ruins it for everybody yeah um I don't know if they they might have to put them to room together during fantasy suites because these guys are too like chill mm. it's gonna yeah. be the only drama they get like I don't see any of these men shaming charity for sleeping with other people right yeah um, I don't see their I don't anticipate a problem during fantasy suites. I think we're also working under the assumption that Aaron gets eliminated next week because I could see Aaron having a big problem with it. Um, I've been trying to send Aaron home every week. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the most surprising thing that happened this week was that Aaron gets the first rose out of the three of them. I don't like him. Like, I want him to leave. So I'm going to think that Charity gets her act together and sends him home. I feel I feel bad I think that this environment brought out like a really bad side of him because a lot of the things he said on their first one-on-one I was like oh this is a good match this seems you know they seem really sweet together and now I'm just like send the man home (laughs) I don't know I he just rubbed me the wrong way and then he's just been such a little snitch all season yeah and then he just gossips with Sean all the time. I think he, I think he, we've said people need to do their research. I think he did too much research. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like he was reading into everything too much. And like, that's probably how you and I would be on the show as people <laughs> who are too invested. So like, I'm glad he's a fan. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Chill a little bit. So yeah, I'm, 
obviously my my thought is that he's she's sending him home and then we will have no fantasy suite drama I think well so as we've discussed the previews always get me I always get bamboozled by the previews um however there is a point in the preview where she's like you've made it this far and you still don't know if you even want to be with me or something to that effect I can see that being Xavier during fantasy suites Mm -hmm. um but then at that point you know presumably she'll have strengthened her other two connections to the point that she's you know okay with sending that person home assuming it's Xavier if it's not Xavier it's Aaron yeah Joey and Don have already said they are falling in love yep we know that they're on the right track you can see the little heart the cartoon hearts in their eyes when she walks up like they're they're smitten they're all in and you can see the hard eyes right back on her it's in yep. both yeah Xavier she's skeptical of so if he still doesn't know she's gonna be like damn you really are just like my ex get out of here if it's Aaron maybe she'll finally understand <laughs> get yep. this man out of here <laughs> I'm really hoping that she gets like a bad bitch moment because I feel like there was potential there for her to have ripped off the rose from Brayden's chest and that would have been like a really good empowering moment but I feel like she hasn't had like a Hannah B moving the podium or Emily Maynard like did you say my daughter was baggage then get the fuck out like mm-hmm. you know just kind of getting to pop off on the guys and I really want that for her well it looks like in the previews that someone leaves and comes back yeah. And I can obviously, because I am going to say that Aaron's going home. I'm going to keep saying it until it becomes true. Actually, <laughs> every week, once just manifest be, it. Eventually, I will be right. I guess if she sends him home, he comes back, tries to cause a scene, and she's like, nah. And maybe that will be her bad bitch moment. Yeah. I'd like that. I'd be down for that. What would be more fun is if Braden came back. Oh. He won't. But imagine. Oh, my He God. came back um fantasy sweet week and was like now that there's less guys I'm ready I couldn't deal with 30 but I could deal with four because I know we are stronger oh my god that would be so good it would be so it's too good to be true it won't happen but I think my Aaron thought could happen now yeah I think it's got like as we've kind of agreed it's either Aaron or Xavier I can see Aaron being I can see Aaron having more feelings about getting sent home too so I think I think you're on to something here mm-hmm. anything else with either this week's episode or the preview that you want to dive into no I don't think so well I did not prepare any picks for this week because I was overwhelmed with things yeah. um I do want to talk Charity's fashion because it was excellent again this week all right talk to me talk to me the dress I really want to talk about is her little black number for Doughton's date they just looked so good I know I mentioned it when we were reviewing that date but like they looked like wealthy and classy and just like power couple um and I want more of that from them they are so cute mm-hmm. Her outfits this whole season have been spectacular I love seeing them I'm not 
huge someone who pays too much attention to the fashion of the episodes and I'm still into it it makes me wonder like we've been saying for a long time that Carrie Fetman the longtime stylist of the show is the problem and it's long been established that the way the bachelorettes choose like the way they get dressed is Mm -hmm. Carrie selects a bunch of stuff for them to choose from so he has you know all of the fashion in the world and he narrows it down to some things he thinks they'll like and then they pick from that subset so like did Carrie just choose better for charity this year or did charity do a better job of choosing from Carrie's selections like why does she look so much better than Rachel or Gabby ever did I think that they let Charity have more of a say. Because mm. I feel like all of her outfits feel very much like her own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the times it feels like the Bachelorette is like kind of like dressing up. Mm-hmm. It's like not necessarily what you would expect to see her in, just like yep. in day to day life. But like most of Charity's outfits I can see her wearing to like a normal date night or. Yeah. So I think for some reason they decided, you know what? This is the season we bring back bachelorettes that people like and care about and are rooting for not that we didn't we love gabby and rachel mm-hmm. we've loved all bachelorettes but we are in the minority here and we know this yep we accept <laughs> so i think they were like you know what maybe it's time we let them say some more yeah i can i can get behind that whatever it is whatever happens keep, keep doing that <laughs> keep doing those things Because Charity has just looked like there has not been a single outfit that was an actual miss this season. Mm -hmm. They've all been good. I can't even say that about my own outfits. (laughs) Yeah, I've been kind of in gremlin mode recently, so also can't say that about myself. (laughs) You can say that about me right now. You can see exactly what I look like in this Alpha Chi Formal 2017 shirt. I love the Alpha Chi Formal 2017 shirt. I do too, but... 2023 (laughs) (laughs) um we did also want to leave some time for extended thoughts from paulina's mom my mom did catch up and instead of just having her type about her answer since i'm home right now i was like wait i'm gonna pull up a voice memo (laughs) (laughs) let's see how this works it is six minutes and 53 seconds long Oh my so, God. I'm so excited. <laughs> she has some hot takes. I'm not, I'm not in issues. Mm-hmm. First of all, he took the the two guys, the cute Ken guy. The cute Ken guy. Yeah, the one that looks like a surfer, that is long, long hair thingy. Uh-huh, Sean. Sean, that one. I just haven't referred to anyone, heard anyone refer to him as cute. He's cute preppy looking uh-huh. whatever that guy and the other guy in the double date tanner tanner which i think tanner is cute he's cute he's like 30 he seems well established he's calm. yeah he he would be a great pick for her joey i think he likes her but i don't know i think he's saying the right things I mean, you don't trust a man that says things the right way? No, no, he's saying it. 
there is something that is lighting up my red flag, but I don't know what it is. There's something. Hot take. Uh, it's, it's something that he said. I haven't been able to pinpoint his reaction, what it was that I was like, hmm, he might have, and he might have an issue with the biracial relationship. Maybe not him, his family. For what? I, it was something in a conversation. I don't remember. It's, it's a blur. Then I think she gave up too much time to the dude that keep coming back and forth, Brayden. Mm -hmm. When she had all the, the signs in her face. And right now, I think her best option would be Dalton. Exactly true. Correct. Good answer. He's mature. He is really invested in the relationship. They have good chemistry. They have good chemistry. But she keeps looking sideways. So I think the problem is her. I think she says she wants this. But she also wants that. Interesting. So she herself is boycotting what it could be a great relationship. And she's going to use any excuse that she has to mess it up. What are your thoughts on Xavier and Aaron B? That episode, I don't think I saw it because I don't remember either one of them. Xavier? Um, the one that reminded her of her ex. That needed to go the moment she said he reminded her of her ex. And Even if he had the best relationship because she was already comparing. And then Aaron V is the one that kept oh, the, about Brayden. Oh, that was the that was the the gossip girl. Yeah. That one needed to go the first day. I would have not kept him from the get-go. He was manipulating and controlling. Mm -hmm. So that one needed to go right away. I would have let him go the first night, but you know, mm -hmm. not me. And it's Xavier. The guy had the good intentions, but once you start comparing to the ex, it was a lost cause. He, that's it, because it doesn't matter what happened in that relationship, she will always blame him. So she, he need he needed to step out. No, the moment she compared him to her ex and, and mentioned it to him, he should have stand up and left. But I think she's going to be stubborn. She's going to try to push for Joe. So you think Joey is her final person? It shouldn't be. Should be Dalton. Mm -hmm. She's going to push for Joey, and in the way of pushing, something will split, split up or something. I don't think he will stay to the end. Who do you think is the next Bachelor? Next Bachelor. They had to choose from this season. Let's say Charity ends up with no one, so you can choose any of the guys. What would do Joey? You do Joey's next bachelor? Or that or that Dalton, mm -hmm. or whatever is his name. Those two are those are two good guys. Yeah, they're, they're good, guys. good guys. She's got a good cast. She had a great choice. She, her her way of and I think the way she did Aaron it was Aaron, no. Sean and the other one. Tanner. Tanner. I think that was kind of messed up. I think she should have been more honest with herself and with them mm -hmm. instead of Shoving them along. Anna would be a good bachelor too. I don't think. If he doesn't pick Dutton, I would do Dutton. Yeah. Or Joey. Or Joey. 
Um, I hope she picks dots and, and it works out for her. Mm-hmm. I think they're a great couple. I think they're the strongest. Um, I think Joey is uh, cute and like playful, but Joey, I don't know if it's... Joey is a cute idea mm-hmm. of what she wants. But I don't think neither of them have the right set of the mindset for that. It's, okay. I don't think his family is going to be too supportive. Thank you for your thoughts. You're welcome. It will be twenty five ninety five mm-hmm. for the guest of the nest bachelor. It will be hundred dollars. A hundred, yeah. Because you know it's gonna be fast now. But I haven't been thrilled with this season. I think this was a fun season. It's been. It's been more fun to watch than the past couple. Oh yeah, it's been fun to watch. It's just. Maybe that's why it's only six episodes or seven. Because there was not much drama and and she has been assertive in most of her decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's getting the same old, same old. I think he might just be sick of the show at this point. Yeah. It has been. We've been watching since Jason Mesnick, so. Yeah. We need a bachelorette like Hannah again. Well, I think she charity is the closest we've had to Hannah. Yeah, she is, but still, she needs a little bit more assertiveness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are thoughts from Paulina's mom. I hope you enjoyed. I loved that. I agree with her with pretty much everything. Um, I could see them with her point about next bachelor. I could see them doing like a Tanner deep paradise run to bachelor, like they did with Nick and Colton. Um, I do think Dotton wins, Joey's the next bachelor. I think that's what makes the most sense. It, it would also be the most like they it seems like they're trying to make it feel like classic bachelor, bachelorette mm-hmm. again. And that is just how the way it works. Like, yeah. Make it to top two, top three. There you go. And I think that would be really like as much as you can with real people making semi independent decisions that would be the most fan service ending I think because Joey's got you know of the guys remaining he's got the most Instagram followers so he's clearly got a lot of the fan base behind him so I think that would be the right combination of Charity gets her happy ending with Doughton and the fans also get what they want with Joey um I thought it was bold of my mom to go go for Joey over here I know. I know. I was interested by that. Um, I do see, I do see her point though. I think Joey is saying a lot of the right things. I interpreted it as him being genuine, but I can see how other people would think it's just lip service for sure. So figured thoughts from Pauline's mom could make a, a bigger segment this week. You get to hear her actual voice instead of just hearing me read her text messages out loud. Yeah, now you know what Paulina's mom actually sounds like when she's giving her thoughts. But yeah, I think we'll see how hometowns go if you and I are pleasantly enjoying it for once. Yeah. We'll see if my mom's right about Joey's family being having an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get to see Aaron B go home. Fingers crossed. Go home and stay is what I really need. We know he's going, but yeah, go home and stay, stay there. (laughs) At least 
yeah that, that's all I've got for this week yeah this has been lovely mm-hmm. I've greatly enjoyed talking through this season with you and by proxy with your mom as well and I'm excited that she's all caught up because we're getting into the we're getting into some dramatic times I think with you know shit's getting real stakes are getting high so I think we're gonna have even more even more drama and fire to talk about in the coming weeks do you think charity ends up engaged or just dating engaged engaged for sure no doubt what about you I think engaged I mean she's 27 and from the south so I feel like from her mind she's already behind you know Hmm. so I I just hope she gets what she wants. If that's just dating her final choice, that's great too. Um, I think I she wants hope. to be engaged though. And I yeah. think the guy she have has left all want to be engaged. Except Minus- for Xavier. <laughs> Xavier, you were my OG pick. You're disappointing me. <laughs> <laughs> right. My push for uh, for Xavier for Bachelor is really looking silly now. Yeah, so rude of you to do that, Xavier. Yeah love you still but (laughs) still rooting for you just maybe not rooting for you to win (laughs) well this has been great and I'm excited to uh talk through the last few episodes crazy that we're already more than halfway done I think that is crazy this abbreviated season man it's really really throwing me hey at least we were finally back on a semi (laughs) for us yeah exactly yeah this I think this is the most regular we've been since our very first season which was Clayton's season I think I think so well this has been great and we'll see everybody sometime next week hopefully before the episode comes out (laughs) 